All right, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Fantasy Podcast. I am your host, Memphis, at DFF Memphis on Twitter, and you are listening to episode 104, 104th episode of the Dynasty War Zone entitled Week 7 Review and the Trade Season. Uh, this is actually episode 104. I'll tell you some funny stories about how these episode numbers got all jacked up last week while I was away for work. But before that, I have to bring in my main man, my tag team partner. Uh, good to have the band back together. Welcome to the show, Mr. Jerry Sinclair at Jerry Sin DFF. Jerry, what's going on, man? Nothing. Good to be back, man. I've been a, a busy bee lately between work and school and trying to pamper my pregnant wife with my two future children. It's, uh, it's good to sit down and talk football with an hour for you man you, you're not a kid and it was uh it was such a weird week I, I thought i had everything dialed in um from a from a show standpoint i thought i would have time while i was there to you know get everything going i took my laptop i took my portable rig i thought we'd be able to whip something up but uh my boss and my company had other plans for tuesday night so uh, i was just grateful that lewis from the dynasty footballfactory.com was able to jump on with me last week uh that's uh at ff underscore down under on twitter lewis is good people so thanks to him for jumping on and then so i i shared on the dynasty war zone slash fantasy red zone collab last saturday that uh my, my travel stories and man it was brutal i ended up going through the security line three times at the Orlando International Airport, and I don't even have to. I was with my uh, one of my work colleagues, and he doesn't have pre-check. I have TSA pre-check, which is normally a breeze. I just go straight through. Um, had to go through my bags. My flight got canceled. So anyway, long story short, we had, we had to take separate flights back from Orlando. I got back at like 10.30, but I had to wait till 1.30 in the morning for him to land. And, and uh, yeah, so by the time I got home, it was like 2.30 in the morning, uh, I got about three and a half hours sleep. I jumped up and recorded a podcast with my other Australian buddies, AJ and G, of the Aussie Guys podcast, at Aussie Guys NFL on Twitter, and uh, didn't take a nap, went on, a, you know, ran errands. You know how it is when you get back in town, from do, you got to do laundry, and went to the gym and got all that. Then my wife, my wife and son wanted to go see Venom, the new Tom Hardy flick. Not bad, by the way, if you haven't seen it. Not bad, not, not, not great, not super long. That was the best part. It was about an hour and a half-ish, give or take. Well, when we got home, my wife said, you look like crap, although she didn't say crap. <laughs> and I nice was time. like, thank you. She's like, man, you need to get a good night's rest. She's like, here, I'm going to give you some CBD oil, which you don't know what that is. Throw it in the Googles. Uh, check that out. And then a melatonin. I'm like, cool. I was like, how long do I need to take this before I go to bed? She's like, half hour, 45 minutes. I'm like, perfect. I've got this podcast halfway recorded. I need to go do an open, and it'll take me about 15 minutes. I'll get the show edited, and I'll get it posted. Well, I, I take this stuff, and I run downstairs, and I start doing the first 15 minutes of the podcast. Well, the only thing is, is I was so tired, I forgot to hit the record button. So, 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 so then I had to start back over. And dude, at this point, I don't even remember the back half of editing this. So if last Saturday's episode of the Dynasty War Zone and the Fantasy Red Zone were an absolute poop fest, I, uh, I, a shart, if you will, I 100% apologize. 
I am. I'm, I'm not really a big chemical substance guy. Um, nothing against those who are. You know, live your life. Your your morals are your morals, and mine are mine. So who cares? But uh, not normally my thing. I'm normally an upper guy. I'm a I'm a caffeine junkie, coffee, energy drink, stuff like that. So was not used to that. So I'm a little bit wonky. But dude, we're back. Remember, um, if you got t- trades and stuff or starts and sits, uh, you gotta. If you want to retweet to the Warzone followers. Hit the at Dynasty Warzone handle. If you want comments, mine or Jerry's, you hit our personal handles at DFF Memphis and at Jerry Send DFF. That simple. Uh, there'll be a sit, start, and shark show again this coming Saturday. And uh, that, that's really what's going on. Jerry, what's been going on with you? Um, school, everything going good? I know your Michigan State Spartans took a, took a bit of a yeah, beatdown. They sure did. That was dreadful. I was a salty man for a couple days. <laughs> Let's just say I'm glad I wasn't behind a microphone for those couple days after that. They, I mean, the better team won, so I couldn't even be that mad. But I am not a huge drinker while we're talking about uh, substances that alter us. But that day, the day of days, is one where I do tend to knock a few back. And I knocked a few back. And by halftime, I was one sad panda and hung over with a headache. It was not a joyous time. I did take a nice nap afterwards, so that that worked out for me, Randy. It, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you know what? So uh, we got a lot to cover tonight, man. I don't know if you realize this. There's a lot going on in the NFL right now. So uh, I'm going to throw us into a little bit of business time, and then we'll get right into the news. Now, then, on this day right here, we're going to start taking care of business. All right, time for me to tell you about our sponsor, gtbets.eu. It is officially football season. So head over to gtbets.eu for a sign-up bonus of 100% cash up to $500 on the first deposit and 50% up to $500 on the second deposit. Now, these bonuses are cash as opposed to free plays. There is also a favorite team points discount. For two teams in the NFL, two teams in college football, two teams in the NBA, and two teams in college basketball for the entire regular season. That's a free half point on two teams in each of those leagues. There's also live betting on every NFL game. And be sure to subscribe to the DynastyFootballFactory.com newsletter, which drops every Thursday for other amazing promotions from GTBets.eu. Thank you for checking them out. All right, again, big thanks to gtbets.eu. But, Jerry, you ready to start going through this uh, dump truck full of news? There is a dump truck. Let's do it. Let, let, let's start in Oakland because there's a lot going on. Uh, first one I want to cover is it was reported today on Roto World that Derek Carr has, quote-unquote, fractured the relationship with his teammates. This stems over an alleged incident where he was crying when his arm was hurt th- th- this past weekend. Um, also coming out of Oakland, as in all the way out of Oakland, is Amari Cooper. He got traded to the Dallas Cowboys for their 2019 first-round pick. And then, if that wasn't enough news out of the Golden State, uh, Marshawn Lynch, probably done for uh, the season and done for his career. Uh, Jerry, I'm going to let you start with all of what you think with what's going on in Oakland. Start with Derek Carr then go to the Amari Cooper deal, and then finally wrap it up with the running backs. I don't know what to think about what's going on in Oakland. John Gruden's the guy that gets an orphan team 
in your league and he just he throws everything away and he blows everything up and he wants to sell out for the future and get all the first round picks. I mean, he's got three. So if that's his strategy, then it's it's doing exactly what he wants. As far as Derek Carr, you don't all your good teammates are gone. I'm not surprised you have a fractured relationship. All these guys you've been building a relationship with are gone. Amari Cooper, you know, he's been bad and he's not looked like a great fit the last couple of years. So if they wanted to get rid of him for a first and they want to work something else out, you know, good luck, Gruden. But I do think Amari Cooper is a good talent in this league. And I think that's a good spot for Dallas and they needed it. They were so desperate at wide receiver. As far as Marshawn, listen, Marshawn, baby, I love you, buddy. I could watch that dude run forever, but I think it's time to hang it up, and I think it's probably going to be that time that it gets hung up. Who knows what's going on in Oakland? I mean, I'm probably going to take Jalen, but I I think this is they're going to draft a guy. I think you know they're going to draft running backs. They're going to draft wide receiver. They're going to be an exciting pick for dynasty owners next year's draft, maybe even the next year also just because they're going to have to accumulate offensive talent. And, you know, we'll be looking for guys that are taken in the first round and going early in our rookie picks. Are you are you going the ghost of Doug Martin or are you Jalen Richard Or what are you thinking that backfield's going to look like? Well, I've got another segment of the show where I'm going to talk a little bit about Derek Carr and these Raiders. But I will just, you know, for right now, I'll, I'll hit the – I'll hit the the running back situation to Amari Cooper and for both Oakland and Dallas. For Oakland, I'm fine. I mean – with the Camille, the uh, Khalil Mack, these are words they are not as easy to say as you might think. English the Khalil, is tough, man. The, 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 yeah, it is. Khalil Mack, uh, that one I didn't get. I think he's worth his weight in gold. As far as Amari Cooper, uh, from the Oakland standpoint, I mean, you've had a four-year sample size. Maybe you're not a big fan. I don't know. I, I, can't, I can't really, in my head, put that one together. But uh, on the Dallas side, I, I think it's fine. And right now, the Dallas... Uh, pick is currently the eighth overall pick. I mean, they've got a decent defense. I like their front seven. I like their safeties. Their cornerbacks are pretty highly rated by pro football focus. They've got a pretty good offensive line. It'd be nice to get their center Frederick back. They've got the quarterback, at least they think they do. They've got an elite running back. I mean, what's missing? A wide receiver. And remember, Amari Cooper just turned 24 in the, the summertime. He's actually younger than Cooper Cup. And he's only six months older than Calvin Ridley of the Atlanta Falcons. So this guy's still got plenty of good plenty of good football in front of him. You know, the Cowboys aren't that far out of the division in the NFC East. I don't hate it. It's a it's a good move. It's an aggressive move. I think they overpaid a tad. But when it was alleged that the Colts and the Redskins were involved and they were talking seconds, you know, the, the Colts currently have their second, which would be, I think, the fifth or sixth overall pick in the second round. And then they have the Jets second, which again would probably be, you know, a top 45 overall pick. Dallas had to make a bold move, and they may have overpaid. I would have liked to have gotten, you know, maybe a pick back, with that maybe a third or a fourth if I were the Cowboys. But you got your guy. As far as the running backs, kind of sucks. If you had Marshawn Lynch on your team and you're a middling team or out of it, you you're you're not going to be able to recoup anything for him. No picks, nothing. Um, he's pretty much going to retire on your bench. He's 32 years old. The team's not going to be in Oakland more than likely next year. That was the whole reason why he came there. He wanted to play in his hometown. So uh, you just had an asset pretty much depreciate on your bench. So th- that's my take on what's going on in Oakland. Uh, the next story I, I want to get to 
is, again, it feels like a lot of these stories this week are centered around certain teams. This next one is Jacksonville. So on Friday, the Jags made a trade. They sent a 2019 fifth to the Cleveland Browns and got Carlos Hyde. And then on Sunday during the game, they they benched Blake Bortles in favor of Cody Kessler. Jerry, tell us what you think about this trade first. And is it Kessler time? I think the trade was good. I think that was a good idea. I mean, you're fighting if you're the Jags. You need to keep your head above water. TJ Yeldon's been good. Carlos Hyde's good. So, I mean, if you can get more production and it only cost you a fifth-round pick, which is just throwing a dart anyway, I like it for them. Uh, As far as Carlos Hyde's dynasty outlook looks, I'm not a huge fan of it because obviously he's not going to stay there with Leonard Fournette being there. And he's been bouncing around to teams, and you have your saying about, you know, someone that's on their third marriage, there's probably a reason for it, and this would be his fourth next year going into free agency. So this, I'm probably trying to sell him, especially if he can pull a good game out. Maybe you can trick someone into anything. Um, I don't know if the Kessler era is going to begin. I think they're still on Bortles. He's just bad, and he has a short leash, and I think – they just wanted to give him a little kick in the ass, if you know what I mean. I mean, we've seen Cody Kessler do not good. I mean, he was a rotational starter on an 0-16 team. I mean, that's Dan Orlovsky. And I love Dan Orlovsky as a commentator and as a Twitter follower. But as far as being a quarterback, you no know, thank you. So I think that's one of these teams that's going to draft one real soon, as they should. Yeah, interesting fact. So, obviously, the Jags were the, I guess we'll call it the runner-up. They lost in the AFC Championship game to the Patriots last year, and they felt like they were, I mean, they were really a half a football away from going to the Super Bowl last year. And it kind of feels like the wheels have fallen off the wagon with the Fournette injury. The defense is not, it's not Saxonville anymore. I'll start with the quarterback situation. I, I think that was Doug Marone trying to get Blake Bortles' attention. And I hope that it works. They're heading over to uh, London. They always seem to play good in London. And I don't know who the tight end is, but look for Blake Bortles, the the starting tight end of the Jaguars. Three touchdowns. It used to happen all the time for Mercedes Lewis when he was a Jag. And on the running back side, I mean, A, it tells me that Fournette is probably more hurt than we think. And Hyde is insurance. I think they're running the ball like 37% of the time right now versus 52% of the time last year. So obviously what was a success last year is slow the game down, take the air out of the ball, pound the ball, play defense. Obviously TJ Yeldon's not a pound the ball type of running back. They lost Corey Grant to IR. Fournette's not been there. Hyde's a nice uh, third down guy. I think he's going to hurt everybody's value, especially when all, exactly. th- when all three of them get there. It's going to be gross. So if you own any of these three guys in Dynasty or Redraft, sorry about your damn luck. But come about yeah. week 10 when the Jags get back from bye because they're going to play this week. They go on bye in week 9, then they're back in week 10. That's when the, uh, the mess in Jacksonville's backfield will begin. But I think it will be good for both Hyde and Yeldon owners because both guys will be – Hyde is still under contract, but I, I don't see how the Jacksonville Jaguars can afford to pay him that kind of dough to be a backup. So – uh, I think Hyde will be a free agent next offseason. TJ Yeldon will be a free agent next offseason. And it will be real interesting to see if these guys land in a better situation. So if you're sitting on Hyde or you're sitting on Yeldon, be prepared to 
take a, a bit of a beating points per game wise over the next you know few weeks. But know that you might have a nice little flippable asset. Think about Jarek McKinnon's value when he went to a good spot. I'm not saying they're going to have Jarek McKinnon value. My point is, is that their value will go up when they go to a new team. New always brings value. So uh, want to stay in the Sunshine State, Florida. Hey, let me, uh, let me sure, cut jump in, in quick though. So week four, I think it was the the after the week four episode. Hot take hotline Randy over there said that he didn't think there was a chance Leonard Fournette was going to play until after the bye week. Look at this guy. Nostradamus and his wise wisdom it's, that is bestowed upon us all. I, I'm not that smart, but, but you know, a, a lot of guys love their analytics and stuff, but, I mean, hamstrings are tricky. I mean, look at what Dalvin Cook is dealing with right now. He practiced two two days last week. Got in, like, no practice on Friday. The next thing you know, he's out of the game. Hamstrings and soft tissue injuries are, are very tricky, so I'm glad they're taking their time. They're not going to be so far out of it that they can't get back in it. But uh, since we're in Florida, let's talk about this whole, since the last time we recorded together, this whole Ryan Tannehill shoulder thing, the emergence of the Brock Lobster, Brock Osweiler, and then in the wide receiving core. Uh, Kenny Stills has already been ruled out for their Thursday night game with a groin injury. Albert Wilson could be heading to the IR with a hip injury. So who does that leave left? I'll tell you who it leaves. It leaves Devontae Parker and Danny Amendola and a guy that we're going to talk about here in a little bit later when we go bargain binning. But uh, what do you make of this Miami situation? This is another off, another situation kind of like, we'll call it we'll call it Oakland South. Well, what are you making with this Miami sitch? Good God. Just... I mean, what is there to say? I mean, we're talking about Brock Osweiler as a quarterback. And, you know, I got to see it firsthand playing the Lions this past week that he, listen, he made a couple throws that were pretty good. He threw the one touchdown over T's Tabor was a perfect throw, but the rest was poop. And, you know, as far as Devontae Parker comes, if Brock can give him looks, then he's got the talent to make plays. I'm not going to rely on him. If you have him, you're probably not starting him because you've probably had him for a while because no one would come by in him. So you're probably not going to play him because he probably pisses you off just like he has everyone that's ever owned him. He's got a shot, and maybe you can get a little bit of value once if Brock can, you know, sling it. But uh, Miami's another situation. They just need talent. They just. I mean, Kenyon Drake did pretty good, but he did it against the Lions poop run defense. You know, it just Frank Gore did good the other week. It's just, yeah, who knows, man? I mean, I, I don't know what else to say about the Dolphins, Randy. It's just they're bleh. That's that's the the one phrase I could use for them. Them in Oakland, same thing. Well, he was going to be my original DFS darling, and that was going to be Devontae Parker, but he plays on Thursday night. I usually pick a guy from the Sunday slate, the one, the the all-day Sunday ticket. So, But Devontae Parker, I he is going to get all kinds of targets this week. A, it's rumored that Miami is shopping him, so what a better time to pepper him with targets and make him look good. And B, they don't have anybody else. Like I said, they got Dan, Danny Amendola, who's limited with a shoulder issue. Um, could be a sneaky Kenyon Drake game. So uh, we'll talk more about Parker also here in just a little bit. As far as Kenny Stills, Albert Wilson, these guys are just 
I was never a fan of either one. I know they had just a little, guys. They, they, they are. They're 100 percent just guys, and uh, they're they're uh, and, and, and redraft for our redraft fans that listen to the show. They're waiver wire food, and you can pick up better. So the last big story, and then we'll we'll, we'll go through a few quick hitters here. Uh, Le'Veon Bell still holding out, and here's my prediction for this. You know, if he does not sign his franchise tender, the Steelers cannot trade him before the Halloween trade deadline. So I, I don't I don't expect to see Lev Bell this week. I think Lev Bell will roll into practice uh, next week, right before Week Nine, uh, probably on November first. And he's not giving the Steelers any benefit to trade him or let them control his destiny. Uh, he, he feels like they've cheated him. They've not done him right. So I, I, I see this as you're probably not going to be able to get Lev Bell back in your lineup till week 10. I think he reports Thursday going into week 9. He'll probably get a limited practice in. He'll probably get another limited practice in that Friday, and then he'll probably uh, be ready to roll in week 9, maybe in some lim- limited snaps. But I'll tell you, I, I agree with what James Harrison said. James Harrison, a few weeks back, was on Colin Cowherd's show, and he said that he would almost fake an injury and just sit out the rest of the year with a with an injury. So this situation's a mess. I'm still I'm still trying to snap up some James Conner shares where I can. This is a Pittsburgh team really cap strapped. They always are. I mean, when you're paying Big Ben his money and AB his, etc. You know, they're never in a great cap situation. So, James Conner on a great, friendly, team, uh, team-friendly team rookie deal. I fully see James Conner being the starter going into 2019 for these Steelers. They could maybe draft somebody, but they have obvious needs elsewhere on that team. So, where are you at with this Lev Bell situation? How do you like my theory that uh, I stole from James Harrison that he's going to fake an injury when he comes back just to get that money and then head off into free agency? I love James Harrison, man. He's a he's a players guy, and I am always going to side with the players for the most part. I do think that the uh, Steelers are sort of screwing Love Bell over. But that being said, yeah, yeah. you know, I took Le'Veon Bell first overall in the Scott Fish Bowl. I have tons of shares of him. Like we said earlier, I'm a Michigan State fan. I was in Spartan Stadium, his first game against Western Michigan in 2010 or 2009, whatever that was. uh, He's probably my favorite player in the NFL. And right now, I hate him because it's I've got him everywhere. And anyone that owns Lev Bell, it's not like you took him later in your drafts. No, you took him in the first three picks of redraft in startups. He was the first round pick of your dynasty leagues. It's just... Hey, yeah, yeah, he's a he's a he's been a key cog, and if you didn't have him handcuffed with a James Conner, you've been in bad shape. Well, listen, we got a couple of more uh, quick hitters. Um, the next the next little news blurb, I'm gonna call it Mac and Mac, and uh, it could be the return of the Mac because last week it was the return of the Mac, and I could sing the song. I don't remember who sings it, but you know, return of the Mac. Uh, well, Marlon Mac is back and had what will probably be his best game of the year against the Buffalo Bills. And here's one for you. Eli McGuire is going to be back at practice, which is great timing with the injury to Bilal Powell. Uh, He hurt his neck on Sunday. And Trent Cannon, I think that's his name. Uh, Trent Cannon, he's a a rookie. Uh, We'll we'll talk more about him in in just a little bit. 
But with Eli Mack back, and if Powell were to some reason go on IR, and think about neck injuries, uh, Pierre Garçon last year, uh, Clayton Gathers from the Colts, neck injury is nothing to fool with. His own teammate, Quincy Inunua, last year. So if Powell doesn't come back, it could be him and Crow in the backfield. So uh, are you a fan of the Max? the return of the Max, Eli Mack and uh, Marlon Mack? I am not a fan of Isaiah Crowell. So if McGuire can make something of himself, then I'm all for that. Uh, and I'm going to talk about Marlon Mack a little bit later, so I'm just going to say, damn, good job, buddy. I was not expecting Marlon Mack to come out and just smack the bills around, but he did. That was a good game. Yes, it certainly was. And then we have uh, we're gonna go to Arizona for back-to-back stories. Uh, first, I think this was it was later in the week. So last Friday, the Arizona Cardinals relieved Mike McCoy of his play-calling duties, and they promoted Byron Leftwich. I'm a big fan. I, I sent this out on Twitter. Byron Leftwich is very well thought of in the NFL com- community. There are people out there that think he has head coaching uh, possibilities in his future. He learned under Bruce Arians. We saw what Bruce Arians did with his offense. I'm not saying he's going to come out and completely redo the offense, but I think fresh play calling, fresh young blood, that's the way of the NFL. We've seen it in L.A. with uh, McVay. We've seen it in Chicago with Nagy. Uh, I'm hoping Byron left, which, and I even said that I'm out there trying to snap up uh, Christian Kirk, David Johnson, and Josh Rosen in Superflex Leagues. In a 1QB, like I could care less about Rosen. Uh, but th- this is great news for the Arizona Cardinals. And then a little IDP bonus, Patrick Peterson asked to be traded. And I-, I found that to be interesting, the way that it was worded, is that he asked to be traded. He didn't demand like an NBA, like uh, uh, what's the guy up in Canada? Um, uh, drawing a blank here. Anyway, um, this is not a basketball podcast, but you know the yeah yeah it's um standing there. I, I can see his face played for the Spurs, but whatever. Uh, you know he asked to be traded. Uh, the head coach came out and said absolutely not. He's a 28 year old elite shutdown corner. I mean, I don't blame him for wanting to get out of Arizona and maybe play for a contender. This is a team that's probably several years away. Now in the NFL, you can turn it around very quickly. So, um, what do you think about? the manner in which Patrick Peterson asked for his uh, exit out of Arizona. And are you as excited about the Byron Leftwich promotion as I am? Uh, Cowie Leonard is the guy's name. Um, and then, listen, anything's better than Mike McCoy. That was a poop show in the desert. The, how you're going to take David Johnson out of games and put in Chase Edmonds – you're just that's a, that was a bad offense. That was a dreadful, pitiful, awful thing to watch. And it, they were the Thursday game. I, they had a primetime game recently, and I, yeah, oh it was last God. Thursday night. I, I watched yeah, it on was, my phone it, in it an was airport. Terrible. It, that's a terrible team. And you know, I don't know anything about Byron Leftwich. I remember when he played, you know, in college, and then for the Jags. Pro, yeah, and I don't, I don't know much about his coaching, but it cannot be worse than what Mike McCoy was doing in Arizona. Jerry, so, I've always said you can't fall off the floor. Well, I want to hit you with one more, and then we're going to get with a, a couple of hypothetical trades we would like to see. Uh, my first one, uh, my, my, I'm sorry, my, my uh, last bit of news is that it was reported this week that Justin Herbert, the pretty much from what I've seen, consensus QB1 overall in the upcoming NFL draft, has said that, or at least it's been reported that he said, 
that he's going to return to school there in Oregon. He's only 20 years old. You and I talked about this a little bit off the air. Man, this has got to be a real blow to teams like Denver, Miami, the New York Giants, teams that could really use the quarterback of the future. Uh, I know you're a bit more of a college fan than I am. Are you a Justin Herbert fan, and do you think this is a good or bad move for him? I Listen, I think that there was no way the Giants weren't going to draft him. I, th- I feel like he was a tier above every other quarterback, and you get Odell Beckham, you get Saquon Barkley, but, you know, I don't – maybe he doesn't want to play in New York. I mean, he's a West Coast kid. Maybe he wants to play somewhere out there. Um you never know with kids, but I I did think he was QB1 coming out. Um, as far as other guys, you know, now that he, if he does stay at Oregon, you got uh, Easton Stick, North Dakota State, um, Will Greer, West Virginia. He struggled a little bit, but he's he's been in the realm of quarterbacks you're going to draft in your rookie drafts for a couple of years now. Uh, Drew Locke on Missouri's really struggled, but the guy that I really like just for, we're doing a little quick uh, Debbie future bonus out of jerry tyree jackson out of buffalo he's a big dude he's got an nfl talent and anthony johnson he throws too if you ever have a buffalo game on at b-dubs or whichever establishment you are at watching football watch the kid he's big he's like six six he can run fast he's good once again that's tyree jackson of the buffalo so well, there you go. We gave you a little IDP bonus and a little Devi bonus uh, on top. So thank you for that, Jerry. So listen, we're going to hit, in, uh, before we get into the, the normal you know meat of the show, we're going to give you a little bit of trade information and uh, some hypothetical trades, some trades that we would like to see. The, the first one that I would be interested in, I would like to see Devonta Parker get out of Miami, and I would love to see him go to the Eagles to compliment Alshon Jeffrey, or I would love to see him go to my Colts and compliment T.Y. Hilton. Um, the Colts are a team that are picking up guys like Dontrell Inman off the street. Uh, you know, th- things named Zach Paschal, all, you know, are, are, are playing wide receiver snaps for the Colts. Uh, not, not a good look, so... He was a first-round talent. I don't know what the – I have not seen any rumored price tags on him, but I would love to see him go. And then my other one was with the emergence of O.J. Howard in Tampa Bay. Uh, what about Cameron Bray to the Cincinnati Bengals? I know they've been you know, using C.J. Uzoma, uh, the Titans. They did extend Delaney Walker. So what about Cameron Bray to either the Bengals or the Titans? So, Jerry, give me your thoughts on Parker to either the Eagles or the Colts and Bray to either the Bengals and the Titans, and then give us – uh, your hypothetical trades you'd like to see in the NFL before the deadline. I like Devontae Parker as a two. And, you know, with Alshon and T.Y., I think that's a good bit. The one that I really like that you pick was the Cameron Bray because, A, that's an easily tradable assets for, uh, asset for the Bucks. Secondly, the Bengals and the Titans could both use them. So when when we were talking earlier and you said that that's what you were going to do, I was a little excited for it because I was like, that is a good one. I didn't even think about it. Uh I went home run with one, and then I went boring with the other. So the home run, Le'Veon to the Eagles. One, he's a supreme talent. Two, they need a running game. Three, it would really piss the Steelers off if Le'Veon Bell moved two hours away to Philadelphia. So that was another one. And then TJ Yeldon to the Bills. Now, I don't think fantasy players would really love it, you know, because Shady's getting beat up. 
and now they got Hyde, and they're going to have Fournette soon. So they don't, they're not really going to need running backs going forward. He's a free agent anyway. You know, maybe he gets a little extra money from the Bills because he has to play in Buffalo and it's going to be cold. But I just, that one was a little boring, but that's, I, I feel like they, they're going to need another running back. And DJ Yeldon's been good. Yeah, maybe they could sign him in the offseason. Shady is an older gent. He's 30. And I think this is probably his last year in the league. He's got this whole situation from the offseason stemming with his ex-girlfriend lurking. Uh, I think I think you're seeing the last of Shady. So you're looking for uh, one more good game out of him and trying to move him to a contender. As far as Lev Bell, um, I like the trade to the Eagles. I think it works out for everybody involved. But I think with him being dead set on sticking it, to the Steelers, I think he's not going to be able to sign, but Le'Veon Bell would be perfectly. I don't, I don't like Corey Clement there. I don't like Wendell Smallwood there. I think at some point Darren Sproles will be back. It's a, another poop-tastic mess there. So um, before we get away from tri- poop-tastic, it's a poop sandwich. Mmm, poop sandwich. Uh, the, the 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 last one before we move off of uh, the the segment we entitled Trade Season. Um, you know, we've done some buys and sells, but Jerry and I thought we'd both give you a couple of guys we're looking to acquire. Um, just a couple of guys real quick, uh, especially, you know, a contender, re, you know, redraft, dynasty, regardless. I'm looking at DJ Moore, and I'm looking at Leonard Fournette. DJ Moore, Torrey Smith just got hurt last game. Don't know the extent of it. We record on Tuesday nights for a Wednesday drop, so I've not seen any real injury report news. And then Leonard Fournette, we know he's going to come back, but... If you can find a Leonard Fournette owner kind of in that 2-5, and 3-4 and four range, maybe he or she's a little bit pissy. And I threw a few Leonard Fournette you know, offers out in some of the leagues that I am. And I own Leonard Fournette in one Debbie league where I've got Leonard and Zeke and a couple other guys. And I get Leonard Fournette trades every day. And I'm not moving him. So a couple of guys that I'm eyeballing right now because I think their situation is going to improve, especially down the stretch. So my two guys that I'm looking to make deals for before their price gets any higher, DJ Moore, Leonard Fournette, Jerry, give us a couple of guys you're looking to make trades for right now uh, since, you know, maybe your your league mates got a little trade fever with what's going on with the NFL. You actually talked about one of them earlier, Christian Kirk. I, The dude's been stepping it up. I mean, you know, he hasn't been getting – he hasn't had that big splash game like Calvin Ridley was doing for a couple of weeks in a row, so he didn't get a ton of hype and press. But he's been steady, and he's been getting looks, and he's looking good. Christian Kirk is definitely one of them. Uh, I'm actually going to do three because I'm a little bit of a cheater, but that's what I get. Jerry, you're uh, the co-host. You can do whatever the hell you want. Right. Fire away, T.Y. man. T.Y. Hilton, if you're a contender, because I feel like he is about to definitely ramp up that production. Luck is feeling it. The Colts are starting to build it up a little bit, in my opinion, and I feel like he's going to be the beneficiary of that, but the big one. And I'm just going to drink all the Lions Kool-Aid in the world. Carry on Johnson. I will buy him everywhere. And unfortunately for me, I'm in leagues with tons of Lions fans, so it's damn near impossible. But I... So I... (laughs) I made a trade that could potentially be the 101, and I traded away Carry On Johnson to get it. 
And at first, I loved every second of it. And I really, I'm starting to hate it, Randy. I really feel like I made a mistake in doing that. And I feel like Carrion Johnson's going to be better than any of the running backs that I'm going to get early next year. Tell me if I'm crazy. Tell me if you like it. Well, I, I'm going to jump into the T.Y. Hilton one. Uh, I, I, I'm i going to talk about the, the Colts a little bit uh, here in just a second. But I'm, I'm a big fan of T.Y. Hilton. I've got him in a couple of leagues. I don't know how cheap you're going to get him because, of course, the first game back, he only catches four passes, but two of them are touchdowns. So he and Luck have a thing. And look at the guys he's competing for meaningful you know, targets with. They're a bunch Nobody. of soon, they're yeah they're a bunch of soon to be UPS drivers and insurance salesmen. God bless them. I hope they they, they might they make nice livings somewhere else. But you know they've got the Raiders, the Jags, the Titans, the Dolphins, the Jags, the Tets, the Texans, the Cowboys. Not a whole lot of that scares me. And a lot of those are at home. They've got a lot of home games. They're at Oakland, and then it looks like five of their last eight will be at home. So uh, that's in a dome here in Indianapolis, my hometown. And uh, so, so some good things there. As far as carry on, um, you know, it's good to see Theo Riddick not, you know, out there. I mean, I want Theo to be healthy. Nothing against him and his knee. But carry on's legit. And if they don't give that guy more involvement in the offense, I think you and every Lions fan should be able to drive to Ford Field and punch Jim Bob Cooter. And uh, what's the head coach's name there? Threaten me with a good time, Matt uh, Patricia. Yeah, you guys should be able to go there and just beat up Patricia and Jim Bob for not giving this. No offense to to the other guys, because I've got uh, Legarrette Blunt in a best ball league where he is uh, not hurting me, to say the least. So those are some good ones. But, Jerry, we're already uh, a little long, which is fine, because the people love us and we we love the peoples. We're going to tell people where we were right and where we were wrong. And I got a great segue into where we were right and where we were wrong, and that is Andrew Luck. I continue to, to defend him. Yes, he is my hometown quarterback on, on my favorite team, but all offseason, I'm like, guys, he's going to be back. Guys, he's going to be back. And, and sure enough, here he is, QB3 overall in total points. Now, it's a little, little misleading as guys like Big Ben have already had a bye, Drew Brees, uh, just to name a few, Aaron Rodgers. So he's ninth overall in points per game. He's averaging just over 21 points per outing. And he's had 22 or more points in four straight games. Uh, He's got the Raiders on deck, and he's already got 20 touchdowns in seven games. He's averaging three touchdowns a game. He is going to be my number one buy in Superflex in the offseason. I know the, the price is going to be high, but you know what? People love the new shiny thing. People just love a lot of Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson last year and RG3 a few years ago and boring old seven-year veteran Andrew Luck. I tell you what, I think Chris Ballard, the GM, is going to go out and they're going to get him some more offensive weapons. They're currently sitting on the fifth overall pick. I think that'll probably slide a little bit. But I, I look for this team with that big lump of cap money to make some moves. They'll get Deion Kane back, who was making plays in the preseason before he uh, – before he blew out an ACL. And I, I, they still have Ebron under contract. They should get Doyle back. This is a team that can continue to invest in the offensive line. Andrew Luck has never been outside of the top five QBs on a season when he's played 15 or more games. Love me some Andrew Luck. Glad I kept the faith. And uh, that's where I was right. So I'm going to give myself a little... Uh, yeah, buddy! Yeah, buddy. Jerry, tell us where you were right. Uh, 
really with handcuffing. It, honestly, there's been a few years where I promoted handcuffing and it backfired right in my face. This year was not that year. Latavius Murray is who I was right with. In the two games he's been a starter, over 200 yards and three touchdowns between those two games. That I mean, what more do you want as a fantasy running back? If you have Delvin Cook out and you had Latavius Murray on your team, you didn't miss a beat. That's all I got, Randy. Well, I mean, you made it nice and easy for me. I, I got to jump into where I was wrong. Uh, I was wrong about Mr. George Kittle. But uh, I'm not impressed by your performance. You're right, George. You shouldn't be. That's George St. Pierre telling me he's not impressed by me not being impressed with George Kittle. You know, I went back and looked at Shanahan. He had never really had that much, like a like a sustainable, consistent track record of success with the tight end, and all Kittle's done this year has been tight end four overall. He's averaging 14 points a game. And, uh, you know, he's had a couple of games where he could leave you holding the bag a little bit, but I've been dead wrong on George Kittle this year. He's been a solid play for you. So, uh, Jerry, where were you wrong the first time? Uh, honestly, this week I was wrong with two of the guys that I have been the most vocal against on this show. The first one is Devin Funches. I am so sorry. Uh, he's had three touchdowns in the last four games. He's been getting a consistent target share. He he showed me. He shut me right up. He's not the first Wolverine to shut me up this weekend. So that's that's some more sad Jerry. That's all coming back right now. Sad Jerry. Well uh, I'm gonna go back to where I was right, and that was the New Orleans. Excuse me, the New England Patriots. I said a couple weeks ago they were my overreaction theater piece. That don't worry about this team; they're still the Patriots. And sure enough, uh, all they've done is rattled off 35 points or more four games in a row. Uh, they beat the very hot, the red hot Kansas City Chiefs, and they've really done this without having the full band together. And what I mean by that is they haven't had Gronk, Gordon, Hogan, Edelman, Sony, James White, Tom Brady. You know, that offensive line's getting better. This is going to be a scary team. So if you don't have any chunks of that New England offense, don't be afraid to go out and get you one. Get you one cheap, uh, especially in redraft, but even in dynasty. I'm curious to see how Josh Gordon's role continues to grow, but uh, I was definitely right about not sweating the Patriots. They've uh, they kind of got this winning thing down. So, Jerry, where were you right again? Me and every person on the planet uh, was right for Nick Chubb this week. He was my my DFS darling. Now, luckily, I won the rock paper scissors, so I got to pick him over you. You know, best two out of three. Obviously, we're not barbarians. So Nick Chubb, I mean, we knew he was going to get a workload and he did and he got in the end zone and he's good and probably better than Carlos Hyde and should continue to dominate and his price tag just skyrocketed. So hopefully you have him. Yeah, his his price did skyrocket. I saw a, a Twitter trade poll I got tagged in where it was Nick Chubb or two 2019 first and I'm like, he was a mid-round 2018 first and you're already getting nice return on that investment but i love nick chubb i actually think it's a really smart thing for cleveland it was too many cooks in the kitchen you had duke you had chubb you had hyde it was good to move one guy on and i mean you didn't draft chubb that high to not have him part of your future so now you have your future core working together you've got Njoku, you've got landry you've got baker 
you got Chubb, you got Duke. So it's good to see that this team will have uh, time to, to gel together. I, I got to tell you where I was wrong, but, but I don't hate it, and that was the Raiders. I thought John Gruden was going to come back, um, not lead this team to glory or a Super Bowl or maybe even the playoffs. But, man, I sure as hell thought they would be better than this. But you know what? I'm going to give John Gruden a little bit of credit. You know, you talked about the guy who inherits an orphan or whatever. You know what? It's a lot harder to do in the NFL than Dynasty Fantasy Football, which we're all big fans of. But you know what? He went in and said, hey, this is not my guy. This is not my guy. I don't agree with, I don't agree with the Khalil Mack deal. But I tell you right now, currently, as we said, the Dallas Cowboys pick is the eighth overall pick. Um, their pick is the fourth overall pick, and the Bears pick they got in the Cleo Mack deal was the 15th overall pick. So it's currently they have three of the top 15 picks. Uh, I don't love it. You know, the, the, they were one of the teams. I, I think they're going to move Derek Carr, and that's why I didn't get too much into Derek Carr in the opening segment. Uh, they can let him go for $7.5 million of a dead cap hit, or they can pay him $22 million if they were to keep him. I don't know that they'll necessarily get rid of him, but man, what an interesting situation in Oakland. So I was wrong. I thought there would be some offensive goodness and uh, some wins. Not so much. I missed out. Jerry, where were you wrong again? The other guy I've consistently hated is Marlon Mack. Like I said earlier, he just shut Jerry right up, man. He goes for a buck 20. He runs it in for a tizzy. I mean, Marlon Mack looked pretty good for your boys. I mean, your whole team really looked good. So, I mean, we'll see if they can keep doing it. But Marlon Mack definitely was not happy with my performance of hating him. That is certain. That, that, that is true. I will tell you that I don't think that Marlon Mack will be uh, a Colt next year. I, I think uh, they'll be one of the teams in free agency looking at a Tevin Coleman, looking at a Carlos Hyde, looking at a TJ Yeldon. Uh, he's, God, I would he, love Tevin Coleman on your team. I, I, I think I would too. And I just don't see any of these – running backs. I mean, but if you compare Frank Reich, the head coach, did come from Philadelphia. And you look at the hodgepodge of running backs they had to start the season with Ajayi and Clement and Smallwood, it's not a whole lot different than what the Colts got going on with Mack and Hines and Wilkins. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there. I'm going to go out on a bang. I'm going to go out with a high note. And that's uh, where I was right was Baker Mayfield. Listen, uh, I get it. He's He's the energizer bunny. He gets the team fired up. But I tell you, he had 215 passing yards against the worst secondary uh, to the fantasy quarterback last year. He put up 215 yards. That was 106 less than Nick Foles, who was the previous low on the season. Every quarterback had had at least 321 passing yards. He did save his day with a couple of touchdowns. So he ended up having an okay week, and this is exactly what I said he was going to be. He's going to be an okay Fantasy quarterback. I, I think he'll be better for them. And he's really going to have to overcome the horrible situation that is Cleveland. The head coach, Hugh Jackson, was out talking about how he might have to jump back into the play-calling duties. Didn't sound like he had a whole lot of uh, love for the play-calling of Todd Haley. It just seems like a mess, man. And uh, I'll leave you on this comment with Baker. Greg Cosell, who I'm a big fan of. Doesn't really talk about fantasy. He just talks about the tape and what he sees and things like that. He said that for someone with Baker's lack of real athleticism, and I'm paraphrasing this, that he's got to stop trying to make so many plays. He's just got to stay back and be who he is, and that's a really accurate quarterback who hits the open receiver. So I'm not really glad that I was right about Baker, but 
And it's only going to get tougher. The weather's going to get colder. Going to have a lot more end division games. So he's got the Steelers this week. So Jerry, where were you right? Let's uh, let's take this out on a high note. I was right by not trusting Isaiah Crowell. Like I said earlier, he's just he's so hit or miss. He's always going to just blow up a few games, and you're like, oh man, Isaiah Crowell, man, I'm glad I have him. And then every other week, you're like, why do I have Isaiah Crowell? And that's so in two games that he's done good this year. 321 yards with three touchdowns. You know what he's done in the other five games, Randy? I I think you're going to tell me. 138 yards over five games. That's useless. That's useless to me. And right now, he's, if you look at the numbers, I think he's like RB inside the top 15 of running backs. I would flip that boy faster than a bad habit. He just. Flip him like a cheese omelet. Yeah. Good Mm, guy. Cheese omelet. Especially while that number still says top, you and your your Homer Simpson mm's today. Uh, mm, mm poop sandwich is going to be a thing. I'm going to bring that back. I, I think you should. I think you should bring back poop sandwich. Well, uh, well, Jerry, you know what? We we had a, we had some good. We had some bad last week, and uh, but you know what? We gave Lord Bigglesworth was on by last week. He's over there in Charlie Old England. He'll probably be at the uh, the Philly. Uh, Jacksonville game this week. So let's wake up Lord Bigglesworth and uh, see what's going on over there with him. And welcome to Overreaction Theater, where everything you observed deserves immediate reaction. All right, I'll jump right into this with Overreaction Theater. And I'm not overreacting to the Baltimore Ravens. They they caught a bad beat. Um, I, I felt like the, the announcers of that game the other day put the Maloik on him, jinxed him, talked about how Tucker had never missed an extra point in his career. And then here it is, the one to tie the game, and it's like, shh, doink. And <laughs> here we are, but I, I think this is still one of, if not the best defenses in football. Uh, they, I believe they still lead the league in sacks. Joe Flacco currently QB 15 in basic quarterback scoring. Um, playing okay. Uh, I've liked the emergence of John Brown. They've got a good running back mix. I just see this as a, as, as a better than average team. Be curious to see what happens when they get into the meat of the AFC North schedule. So I'm not overreacting to the Baltimore Ravens. Jerry, where are you not overreacting? I'm not overreacting to Tyrell Williams. He's gotten back-to-back games where he's gotten over 100 yards and he's gotten in the end zone. He he's a big play guy. You know these kind of games are going to happen. They've just happened twice in a row. Keenan Allen's there. Mike, I mean Mike Williams caught a fifty-some yard pass too. It just I don't trust it. That's the offense that runs through Melvin Gordon, and when they don't, they go through Keenan Allen, and occasionally you know somebody can catch a big pass. It's just been Tyrell Williams lately. If you've got him and you can flip him, primo move. Uh, but I would not be trying to buy him or anything. I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. And anyone that's uh, that has seen me knows they have these little noodle arms. They are not throwing anybody very far. Well, uh, noodle arms and not throwing players. Well, let, let, let's throw it to the back of the bargain bin and check out some players. I've uh, I've got two for you. I think the hottest name on the waiver wire this week is going to be Kenyon Barner, running back for the New England Patriots with Sony Michelle banging up his knee. That's another guy that with the with the Patriots hitting on all cylinders. Wouldn't be surprised if they brought back Mike Gillisley for a few weeks, but I think Kenyon Barner is going to be uh, burning up bad budgets left and right. And and here's another guy uh, in, in a tight end depleted world. 
Chris Herndon, the Jets let go uh, Terrell Pryor. They have Quincy Anunua out with a neck injury. We just talked about that. Robbie Anderson got banged up a tad. And Chris Herndon got in the end zone a couple of times the last two weeks. So with bye week apocalypses coming upon us, uh, Chris Herndon. So I always do the how many leagues is he available in in uh, my, my leagues. Uh, he was available in five. And the four that he was owned were all on my team. I've been a big fan of this guy going back to the preseason. Uh, but, yeah, look for yourself a little Chris Herndon, especially them tight end premium leagues. Jerry, who are you uh, kicking around? So we talked about him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Raheem Mostert, the running back for the 49ers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring that back up just because if he's still available, you need to grab him. Because is going to be out. It looks like they don't care about Alfred Morris anymore. So he's been getting the work. So I'd pick him up if he's there. The other one's Malcolm Brown, and that one sort of surprised me. Because I really thought that was going to be a John Kelly would be the cutoff for Todd or the handcuff for Todd Gurley, and it's just not been the case. It's been Malcolm Brown. So if something were to happen, you're going to want Malcolm Brown on your team. The way fantasy has gone this year, the land of the handcuffs is your roster. I would pick him up because if anything happened to the glorious and wonderful Messiah that is Todd Gurley, he's not going to save all those points, but at least they'll be useful for you. I would certainly agree. Uh, handcuffing season. So listen, Jerry, we're going to get to the one area of the show where you and I have been doing real well helping folks out, and that is the DFS darling. Uh, I'm going to go first. Uh, we're going to go back to Oakland and the dumpster fire that is the Oakland Raiders, and I'm going to take Jalen Richard. And someone's going to at me on Twitter and say, but, but, but Memphis, it's Richard. No, it's not. He plays in Oakland. People in Oakland will call this man Jalen Richard, and I'm calling him Jalen Richard. But you know what? I like his DraftKings prices a little bit better than the FanDuel price. In DraftKings, he's only 4200 bucks, And in FanDuel, a little bit more pricey, 5700 But, man, if you really want to pay up this week, I love Saquon Barkley this week uh, as an example. I've got Jalen Richard in my one. I, I'm not a big DFS guy. Um I know DFS fits in the uh, you know immediate gratification. I can get any player I want type mentality, which is cool. Um, there's a whole segment of the industry dedicated to that. But uh, yeah, I've got my one DFS lineup set. I mean, I'm uh, I'm rolling Jalen Richard. What about you, Jerry? Who are you rolling? I will say that I like your pick more than I like my pick. But because, like you said, we've been doing so well, I wanted to gamble a little bit. So I went with Grandpa Larry Fitzgerald, 4,400 on DraftKings, 5,800 on FanDuel. I just feel like that offense is going to just try and get it right. I think Leftwich is going to throw everything he can at it this week, and I think that he's going to throw it to the old man. So I think he's going to have a big week, and, you know, I'm getting a little cocky because we've been doing so well. So I'm going to go Grandpa Larry Fitzgerald. Old pop pop Larry Fitzgerald. Well, by the way, j- just so you know that when I set my lineup, if I ever hit a bajillion dollars, uh, which I would love to, and I would love to share it with Jerry and, and his new family. Uh, Jerry, I'll, I'll throw you a couple bucks to hit the mega millions tonight. But uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 I is binding. I, I, so you, know. you know what? We got it's, it's it's podcast gold. Um, but yeah, I I always put the guys that I recommend for you guys in my lineup. I would never do that. I would never say, hey, start this guy and then not start that guy. And I think Jerry does the same thing. Again, not a huge DFS player, but 
I'm out there. I'm combing that DFS wire looking for uh, some, some bargains for you. So listen, here's something where we've absolutely sucked. We've been talking about a poop sandwich. This is a poop sandwich with a big glass of urine to wash it down with. The gtbets.eu parlay of the day. Jerry missed last week. I missed last week. Jerry maintains a one-game lead on me. Uh, I, I will tell you that I am gonna I'm gonna roll the hot hand. I'm gonna take the Bears at home against the Jets. The Jets just got that ass whipped. Now they got to go on the road to the Bears. They think that Minnesota defense was something. Uh-uh. Wait until you get a big handful of Khalil Mack and that Bears defense. I'm gonna take the Bears, uh, given the six, and that that's my pick, Jerry. Who, who you got? Man, last week was stupid. Can we just say that? Because I had Falcons minus four over the Giants. And the Giants the two point commute. I was watching that game last night to the very minute, and I thought, man, if they don't convert this two I'm point, this, they don't convert this two point conversion. Jerry locks this up. <laughs> no, no. Why would they let that happen? That would. That's why we can't have nice things, Randy. But this week, I got Panthers plus two at home versus the Ravens. Now, I know the Ravens have a good defense, but in Carolina, Cam's at home. I think they're going to win that straight up. If the Panthers were favored minus two, I think I would still take them. But if the Ravens are favored, yeah, give me the Panthers easy. Well, there you go. Remember, you're, you're Costanza-ing. I made that a verb. Uh, if you don't watch uh, Seinfeld, we're, you're going to do the, the Costanza, and you're going to do the opposite of what Jerry and I say. So if you were smart, if you were playing the trends, you would take the Jets plus six, and, and you would – what was yours again, Jerry? Panthers plus two. You you would take the uh, the Ravens minus two, and, and you would probably laugh all the way to the bank. But hey, listen, we're gonna you uh, a uh, a comeback is uh, is upon us. It's comeback season along with trade season. So listen, good to have the regular show back together. I will be on the uh, sit, start, and shark show on the Fantasy Red Zone this coming Saturday. Try to get that recorded as late as I can, but I am heading out of town again. So, But I'll make sure it's up. I'm, I'm working on a guest right now. And so that's what's going on. You can find me on Twitter, at DFF Memphis. Jerry, what do you want to tell these fine athletes on our way out? You know, now is the time of the year where champions win. So this is when you need to work your hardest to win this year. So that's all I could say is now is the time to scour the waiver wire and to do your trading because now's when people are more likely to trade while the bye weeks are going on. So win your championship today, next week, and the week after. You're right. You you can't always win your, your league in the draft, and this is especially true in redraft, but you, you can definitely win it by being savvy on the wire and making deals. Remember, I think we're going to see one of the most active actual NFL trade seasons that we've seen in a while, and that stuff's contagious. So make sure to check out you know, all the trades going on, and then go out. I mean, I, I told you a couple of guys I'm targeting. Jerry dropped three. You know, who are you targeting? Who do you like? What does your team need? What does your team need to get rid of? So Jerry's right. You know, the Dynasty Football Factory, we talk about always be building, and that's what you got to do. You got you got to build a team. You got to move veterans when you're out of it. You got to make them move. So if you have any questions, hit us up on the Twitters. So on behalf of Jerry, I am Memphis, and we will catch you guys next week where it will actually be episode 105. We're going back to chronological order like the old days. So thanks, Jerry. We'll see you next week. Later.
coffee in the big time, yeah. Cup of coffee in the big time.